Hi, welcome to The Recommendation Game. I'm Ricardo Deacon. I'm Orla McNeilis. And you're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. I did that all arseways, but I'll just you keep did. going. It was kind of interesting, though. I liked it. Shake things up. Shake, sing. shake, shake, shake. <laughs> no, episode 34. <laughs> Shaking it up. Well, like, I'll never get used to actually being good at this. Um, this week's film, uh, well... First of all, uh, what we do is that we take turns to pick a movie the other hasn't seen. We watch it during the week separately, meet to discuss it, and here we are meeting to discuss it. This week's film was picked by Orla. It is Harlan County, USA, from a year that I forgot to put in the sheet. 1976. Okay. Uh, Directed by Barbara Koppel. Seamless, Orla. Uh, Produced by Barbara Koppel. (laughs) Music by... Hazel Dickens, Merle Travis, I like that name, and David Morris. Cinematography by Kevin Keating, Hart Perry, and Tom Horwitz. And edited by Nancy Baker and Mary Lampson. Cool few women in the in the crew there, which yes, is quite cool. Yes, that was going to be one of my points later on. Ah, oh, Jesus. Preempting, mm. as usual. Synopsis is, in this documentary about labor tension, the coal mining industry... Director Barbara Coppel films a strike in rural Kentucky. After the coal miners at the Brookside mine join a union, the owners refuse the labor contract. Once the miners start to strike, the owners of the mine respond by hiring scabs to fill the jobs of the regular employees. The strike, which lasts more than a year, frequently becomes violent, with guns produced on both sides, and one miner is even killed in a conflict. That's a bit spoilery. Um, also, really quite dry until we start talking about the violence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, so, why did you uh, pick this movie and do you think your pick is justified? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Will we get out of Harland alive? <laughs> I like how you got them right at the top. Well done. Well done. Uh, well, I know how you love country music, so that was my main reason. Um, yeah, I think obviously this film gains a lot of modern relevance with uh, the fact that this is Kentucky and is very much Trump country. And with the election, the dying of the unions, uh, the dying of coal jobs, I think obviously this has a, a renewed modern relevance and kind of the decline of the coal industry since this, say, the peak of the union and them kind of gaining the benefits that they deserved. It's gained a new relevance in comparison to the kind of relevance that it had in the 70s, uh, even just from like a documentary standpoint. I think it's kind of, has, it's an interesting kind of cinema verite, kind of new documentary style. And uh, yeah, actually, I was funny watching this. Can't like, wait to watch the documentary now version. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but it would probably be really touching. Like, oh, I fucking love documentary now. Um yeah, I think as well, like, it was kind of it was funny watching it this time, because it made me think a lot of, um, especially because obviously, like, Trump was very much on my mind when I was watching this this time, but um, kind of thinking about, you know, all those sort of, like, documentaries where they, like, go deep into Trump, to Trump country and, like, talk to the real people. Like, there were an awful lot of those, like, not feature documentaries, but, like, short documentaries by, like, The Guardian and people like Vice and Vox and that kind of thing. And they always have that very distinct air of, judgment and kind of you know as impartial as they try to appear it always feels like these sort of like elitist journalists going into these communities to kind of like stare at these crazy people like why would they vote for Trump and I think that the power of this is that 
she manages to really delve into the lives of these people. And part of that, I think, is because she spent so much time with them. But um, she really, I think she portrays them with an awful lot of dignity. And uh, I think that's really, uh, gives the film a lot of, like, very kind of, like, touching um, moments and very human moments, I think. Uh, as well as having, obviously, like, a very strong political point of view from her. I don't think there's any doubt as to what her politics are. Like, she's obviously very involved in this. But um, I, like, I don't think she was ever striving for a kind of a, uh, a kind of a removed look at this. She was very much in, she was very much involved in the community. And I think as well, like it kind of brings up interesting ideas of like the role of a documentary filmmaker and just the impact of having a camera at a scene and how that impacts like the, you know, because there's, I read a thing about how sometimes it prevented violence and then sometimes it almost provoked it because she was there capturing it. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, like there's a lot, there's interesting things to talk about. I think it's structure and, you know, the lack of narration and, and, and uh, I just, I think it's very relevant. I think it's interesting from a filmmaking point of view as well. So um, yeah, I thought, you know, lots to talk about all that. So what did you think? Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, well, I didn't enjoy watching it, let's say, but yeah, it's all, it's a, kind of made me like feel like oh i wish i was watching october sky just because uh, at least i'll feel good about it yeah uh, instead of there's no easy answers i find in this it's well there there is but there isn't because it's america it's the, yeah. it's the the whole race to the the fucking top or bottom whichever way you look at it which has always been the case with America, this obsession of the American dream or whatever. The even in the seventies that they say now the the dream is dead or whatever the fuck the it was never there to begin with. Going back first to the point of the because when you picked it yesterday, they mentioned about like the heart of Trump's America, or whatever. Usually we don't have kind of that segue, but I kind of knew a little bit how you were approaching this movie. I thought that it was the opposite. Mm-hmm. In a way, I think that she picks people that they follow that are really pro-union, which Trump people wouldn't be precisely. Mm. Uh, to the extent of like unionizing as an ideal, like socialism almost, you know, like. They're, well, they're I don't sons. mean that. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get to the arguments points. Okay. These are opening statements, Orla. <laughs> I'm not shutting you down. You don't need to. Quiet, woman. Persist. <laughs> Um, uh, what I was getting at is that like, I think that it's also a different country than it is now I think that at the time like the country was divided but, uh, and probably the people that were depicted in the movie most of them would be voting Republican let's say mm. just because of the way that American demographics work in the political spectrum but I think that the that in this case, it, w- it would have been like Trump country, let's say, because the country wasn't as divided as it is now. Mm, well, not then. That's not really yeah, then. that's what I... And I think that now when you go to Kentucky and something like that, is that... They, well, they would have been Democrats because they were union people back then. Uh, not necessarily. Like, well, like Kentucky, West Virginia, mm. uh, it, it's the biggest center of union in America, both steel workers and, mm. and coal. And... They hadn't had a democratic governor for decades and decades. It's just that they think that it's like unionizing for fair work, but then it's like that 
that's how you get fairness is not through government is mm. through the union kind yeah, of thing your own kind of power which is fair people. enough like if you have a, a good balance that way i think that it could work but the problem is that there's no balance uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but getting back to the the movie uh i think that the biggest issue with the with the film uh, is that the bigger picture mm. I think uh, in at times it's far more interesting than the smaller picture mm. or like in moments that, how can I put it? It's that there's moments that she's able to show. Obviously uh, it's a small crew and it's an event that is happening live and there's not a lot of planning that you can do when that's happening. Mm. But I think that unfortunately or fun- fortunately because of the way that you described how sometimes her presence could have elicited more violence or not that um there's the narrative in itself as a film doesn't uh doesn't flow as well as the the narrative of the campaign and i think that the issue is that she almost focuses uh on the people that she should focus and then goes away like the the woman i can't remember her name now the, lois. the woman lois the, oh, she's like lois. the leader if <clears throat> it had focused on her a lot more mm. as a rock for everything else and then having like even her friends and stuff and the husbands and everything else as the movie is but almost have a storyline more thorough through the movie yeah i'm not saying that i didn't enjoy the movie and didn't make its argument but I think that when when you're doing the macro and the micro, as this mm. movie is doing... Oh, so there's all, she's covering an awful lot yeah. here. And, and then bringing in the history as well. Like it's Yeah, and that's the, the issue that I think that it misses mm. that human element that is the, the important, like, the, the bit that the movie gets in. Because I, I'm like, I'm with the workers, not with these people individually, let's say, mm. you know? That at times, yes, but it's just because I'm politically inclined to, to side with them. Yeah. But I didn't feel like, like, not necessarily like the suffering or whatever, but how, for example, how she became involved in the union. And as well, like Brooksville, like historically since the 30s after bloody Harlem, mm. kind of like uh, moved away from unionizing until the 70s which is like 40 years yeah so it's like i would have liked more about how that generation moved back to trying to be unionized then well i think that's clear because they weren't given anything they were ever promised yeah but like that they're like but neither did the the other for the last 40 years has been the same status quo since the last deal that they had during bloody harlem yeah so that's what i mean it's like what made this moment different to the previous 40 years i think it's a the fact that it's the 70s and it's after an era of protest and during an era of protest and that a lot of the like the very strong leaders of like both the union and then say just like the actual people like say lois and the various other figures that come to prominence they're of a younger generation and i think that the fact that like it because a lot of them are talking about their parents and how their parents died or their fathers, you know, there's an awful lot of stories about how, especially to do with like the illness and everything. I think for a long time as well, like particularly relating to the illness and like black lung and all the various illnesses like um, that uh, they were being, you know, like fed 
lies basically you, know, you see that there's a few press conferences and stuff where like people are saying like you know there's no verifiable proof oh, just, that this but happened. just the, the line uh, i like that though actually just as a side note that she, a lot of the time she's using their own words against them yeah which i think is quite well, it's quite a, uh prosecutorial yes uh like when he says oh uh the line i think exactly is um there's no evidence that deposit deposits of black dust in the lung affects respiratory capacity mm. and i'm like how it, it's like smoking cigarettes it's like who the fuck ever thought that oh yeah i'm gonna smoke like 20 <laughs> of these a day and it's like nothing is gonna happen inside you know but if i for a very long time we were being told that it but, didn't <laughs> but if i'm in a house fire i die yeah <laughs> Oh, because those two things aren't related. Those two things aren't related. Wood fire? Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, plant like, fire. Just, like, <laughs> Dried the, plant fire. Deposits of coal dust in your lung. It's like, that, just that like, it's just going to sit there going like, it's cool. It, 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 it's actually, it, it's just like seasoning. It just makes it better. <laughs> it just falls off the lung. Yeah. Um, like, I think though that, that because that, he's, he's the lawyer, I think, of the company. And that like, he is one of the examples in this, I think that, there are an awful lot of very like amazing like nine like very seventies character faces in this, and he is oh, geez, one it, of them. It looks like, like the movie's cast. Like it, it does. Oh my god, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this is so like it's so like even like the color of it and like it's just it's so it's so seventies. It almost feels like parody of seventies. And also like that his, they look um, like character actors from the seventies. Eyebrows and like one of the lawyers has got like he his face is very badly burned and he's quite yeah. you know like but he looks like Bruce Dern like <laughs> oh my god like it's just like that lawyer as well the guy is like claiming that the blacks <laughs> the black deposits are completely harmless he keeps licking his face he or like licking his lips he's like the corner of his mouth. You know what I mean? Like fucking like fucking lizard. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's like <laughs> he's like fucking Just making, um, eating fucking flies to, to yeah, go with oh, his. And even like there's one scene quite early on in the movie when um it's one of their first kind of tussles with the cops. Yeah. And uh there's just that scene ends with literally just like the perfect image of the like just the the persecution not the persecution but like the the force of the of the police oh when they get and, the sticks out and there's literally just one where like a guy he's like this close you know like i'm sorry it's radio yeah. very close to his face and the cop is just staring at him and the look of he has the most frightening look on yeah. his face like it's just oh so much is just like carried by these people's sheer Weight of but like then you have like the presence. foreman that like if, if if you pull like a casting call for like oh, coal mine foreman like that like and probably ex World War Two veteran like all these oh, fuckers yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. came back like they they have PTSD up to the fucking ears there like and not spend to, their lives in a fucking mine then like, yeah Jesus like besides God. that like fucking it's like PTSD on top of PTSD on top of PTSD on top of because as well living in poverty yeah like no nutrition water no like, anything no education no yeah. dental plans no anything uh, it's like living in the shell that is kentucky like the, yeah uh, not only like who 
you can tell that that this is where people went oh fuck this I, i'd rather get shot by the government and make illegal booze during the prohibition it's like <laughs> <laughs> again yeah this is 19 what like 1972 i think this yeah. starts and like these people they're literally living in like hovels basically. oh yeah like, like it looks it's... like if you took the cars out it looks like the pictures of the dust ball and shit like yeah uh, it's uh, kids playing around fucking like horse carriage and shit that yeah. it was just lying around but when whenever like well, i think it was and really, then they um, just jump in that little treadmill and just taking down the fucking Jesus Christ. i think it was really striking about putting this the propane well. tanks um, in between their legs as they go down i'm like jesus this looks so weird, uncomfortable like, yeah low vehicles yeah. yeah like just even like the process of the actual mining is insane but i think that even just like um i wonder if one of the the how like, does she even get access to it like that's like the access is, is is just astonishing like access across the board she's in the shareholders meeting of the company like when they're obviously present in the meeting like hey let her film that but then i suppose you see then like that frightening thing with your man with the gun as he drives slowly yeah. past them like and but she she said in an interview i don't know if it was a year jason later, roberts fat jason yeah. roberts she thought well. <laughs> jason roberts only nowhere near as cool um but uh uh yeah she said in an interview i don't know if it was much after or or whatever but um uh also if you're interested in her at all you should look up her oscar speech because she's pretty formidable and she was quite young whenever she made this as well but i uh, will get we'll get to the women though because i think that's an important thing but um uh, she said that after that scene whenever they're there in the early morning and there's like a massive scuffle and um guns are brandished and they knock over the camera she said that they were had been planning to kill her and her camera crew because they knew that she because she's obviously there with a camera crew the whole time they were all very aware that she was there so that they were planning to kill her so that there would be no record of this because obviously like what i find really astonishing about this was that there's no tv crews there's no like there's not yeah, even Harlem there's County. not even any reporters there's nothing this is given like never at any point do they cut to any archive of like um you know any coverage of this whatsoever and like i think um then whenever um uh what's his name um uh jones uh oh, what do you call the young guy dies um or he's killed you know, with the, with the young wife. I can't remember his name, yeah. but then at the very, very end, whenever they're like talking about... Like, he wasn't as young as 16. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that was that's quite frightening. But, um, uh, yes, I think it's one of the head union guys, one of the guys who has a fucking fantastic name. Can I just take a moment to read out some of the amazing yeah. names of the characters in this, right? A characters. People. Real people. Um, okay. Houston Elmore. <laughs> He writes, uh, on the side, he writes, like, fucking crime (laughs) western novels. Phil Sparks, Basil, or, sorry, Basil Collins, or villain, and uh, Sudi Krusenberry. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) It's like, that is fucking amazing. But I think, I can't remember if it's Any union guy that showed up, I was just like, Sabotka. Even the... Oh, sorry, just to, to finish that, was that he then says that, like, if... If this hadn't been connected with the with the um, like if they hadn't won the contract that that guy's death would have just been a footnote in you know a tiny column in the local paper like it never would have become as big a you know what I mean but even then it still didn't become a big thing because no one cared about this yeah but especially because they uh, they did this when the the 
nice and my contract was going out so mm. anyways the they probably had to ratify like that the contract that they got because of this would be separate to the contract that they we got mm. nationally because there'll be a better contract i'd say if you probably, can probably yeah, yeah. So yeah, it I is. Don't know. Because I'd have to look that up. It, like I'm not sure. It'd be because they ratified it because they were part of the vote. Otherwise, yeah, they would yeah, have been they separate. They it. Yeah. So, uh, I think because they go on strike again uh, before the end of the movie. But I think that going back to like the structure of the movie, yeah. just very quickly, I think that uh, perhaps if she had used a bit of like the access that she had before, because obviously she had some access with the coal company before the strike, because she was able to go down the mine. Yeah, if if she was there when the strike broke, I had a little before switching sites, kind of interviewed Basil and Basil. or Basil or any uh, Basil exposition or <laughs> any of the slabs mm. because I just want to know like their take on it. It's not that every story has two sides. Like I still think that their side will be wrong, mm. but I think it'll be interesting to be what would make a person do that when they're not even gonna get paid more than like a minor like it's just yeah, that they're brought I wonder, from a like, different where mine they, they never really explain yeah they're just they're kind of brought in it was it's never really like they just get very, extra shifts or whatever like two yeah. mines will work half half that's why they they were saying that they stopped some co-production but not enough to affect the company yeah, because, because they just brought in more people yeah. from other places yeah so like yeah. it'd be which is really right like i think that it's interesting though that at the beginning um an awful lot of their animosity is towards them rather than even like the coal company <laughs> you know what i mean because this is like such a betrayal really because yeah. these are people that like you know they work in different like probably in a different county or something but they are of the same kind you know what i mean they're the same kind of people and they're just yeah. coming in and like breaking their picket and you know it's quite it's quite intense yeah it's like fucking don't store workers breaking the tesco pickets uh, yeah like- yeah like it's pretty fucked up but um but that's the thing even with the the movie that it shows that even the the fucking after unionizing that they had struggled to get people out in the picket and that's what i mean the yeah like with the not, length with the length of it is kind of um but it's not even the length it's just like to make a presence felt you had to get like the entire mind really <coughs> yeah even there the, like every day and if you see like in the in the movie, that mine probably has like 400, 500 employees. There. Like, See, way, way more. 150 or something. No, there'll be way more. If you saw the. Well, there's 150 people that went on strike, I thought. I can't remember now. Well, like. Uh, it was quite small, really, in, in kind of like the grand scheme of things. You know, like, it's not like. Yeah, safe. like, it's not like the biggest mine ever, but yeah. being like, it's the entire town pretty much yeah. that goes yeah. on strike. So it's the problem as well with coal mines that is the only thing in America that works that way. It's the feudalist system that they operate under that every, until pretty much the 70s, every shop and every house and everything in the town was owned by the mine. Yeah, all the housing, everything was all... So when you went to the shop, it was like, well, the mine decided to charge you for whatever. And Mm. you could only buy shit there because it's the only... You went to mine schools that the mines pay for the schools and the buses and everything yeah and but um, that's the thing is that like i wanted to know a bit more about that side but of course like i don't know the the, yeah. the, the background of the, I, the yeah. access and stuff like I that kind it's of, just um, a missed yeah opportunity it's, kind of thing. it's hard to know because i think whenever she 
got there, I think that... I know you're saying that she did have... um, Because I think originally she'd gone to cover the election, I think. I I don't think that she was there. Like, I think maybe, like, whenever she was there, the strike kind of had was all... You know what I mean? Like, she wasn't there for that long before the strike kind of... Maybe she was doing, like, an expose on coal mining or something in small town. I think it was the election between where they were bringing in... But that was... I'm not entirely sure why she actually went there. I know she went there for a different reason. And then the whole strike became the kind of the I think she might have been doing, like, something about, like, Bloody Harlan or something because they have quite a lot of stock footage of that. That's actually what I was going to say was that I wonder if... um, Interviewees of people that the were in Bloody Harlem. Yeah. So I think that maybe she was going to make a documentary on that with the idea of having like in the background the, the union elections maybe. going on. And then like it just yeah, went Yeah, I'm not strike. sure. I need, I need to kind of like see because it's all, it's all quite complicated as well and sort of like the exact timeline of when all these things happened. But I think just going back to the, the archive of the, the history of it, like it's a, what's astonishing as well is that the photographs from like the 30s and 40s the people don't the place doesn't look that different like most of the archive footage and stuff um which i assume is from a bit later like from kind of like newsreels and stuff or whatever is um <laughs> the only difference is they're using mules like other than that like the town looks the same like it's and this is like the, the national guard are using the same machine guns uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like it's just it's like insane like good old american <clears throat> government yeah <laughs> um but just going back to what you were saying about how you felt that maybe it should have followed um maybe not like one character but like a few characters um i feel that like lois has enough of a of a kind of a through line throughout the story not that she necessarily herself has a very direct storyline but i think that like her mostly because you don't really see her at the start and how she kind yeah. of like she's kind of like right out the gate very very strong character like she's she's in prison from the very start yeah. of the protesting and everything. But um, obviously, like, she's just such a fantastic character. Like, oh, my God. But I think that um, if you take sort of, like, other than Lois, um, and this kind of gets to the the, like, the women characters in this, that I think they're just amazing. But um, there's the other woman who, um, where she says, actually, I have a great quote from her because she, um, uh, she's like, I'm not after a man. I'm after a contract and I'm raising two boys. And she's like, you know, cause her husband had to retire because I think yeah. he had an injury or something. And she's kind of like, almost like I, you know, I almost feel like I can't speak for you because I'm not fighting for my husband, but I'm fighting for, you know what I mean? It's like, the future. but then she ends up stepping forward. And I think that like her story is quite interesting. And then you see her later on and like, she's very emotional and, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I, I guess like maybe that like it's quite it's almost overwhelming how many different amazing characters there are in this. You know that you're not quite following, you, you know, like one or two. There's there's like several that are really quite prominent. And, and then if, if it was gonna be like several, mm. I, I would think that maybe the structure would have benefit of like for that little period that she have followed like one character for a little while. Yeah. Because for example, like the the section when they're doing like the medical texts that the doctor becomes quite prominent mm. like that he is was great yeah and that like well like handsome richard dreyfus is that what <laughs> you're talking about is that like uh i i think that uh like that was really interesting because he carried 
that that segment you know so well, he like had you, history as well he had a lot of information to give he wasn't like a dry just yeah medical... but also kind of like a compassion towards his patients and yeah, you know, just the little so... clips of him interacting with the man was just oh god i find that so like and that's what i mean that if you had like more of that throughout that it's like if even if we're going to do like five minutes vignettes that, yeah. the, that those vignettes were held together more by characters even when they're like in the pickets when people are showing up yeah you can see that there's like three cameras and they're following one person and then it cuts away to like strangers and then comes back to that person being arrested and it's like i wanted to know you were following that person yeah. before i want to know that because then it makes it more human that it almost felt like a mass of people the same way uh even though like interesting characters come out of it yeah but there's never a moment that i felt that i knew any one of them yeah and i think that there was room to do that you know like the only part that really works is when they break the when they block the road and uh, what's her name again sorry lois and lois leads the protest against the sheriff because they have the the uh fucking uh, the arrest warrant yeah. I don't know how they get fucking arrest warrant <laughs> that is the oh my god the sheriff is fantastic as well yeah like just and then like it's so it's so what's so weird about it is it just like it's almost so verite that it, it almost crosses a line and feels like fiction because it's like yeah it's just it's so you feel that you can't be here almost it's just crazy it's like I mean that whole thing when they're like right up in his car like and he's like after a while Basil's like obviously get them out of here but it's like he they're filming the whole interaction and there's obviously a guy there with a boom because you see at several points obviously because they're swinging around because there's yeah. chaos you can see the sound mixer at one point yeah. and I think at another point as well you can see him kind of running around trying to get to the shot but um, like it's just it's crazy I, I, like I don't know if it's because they were there for so long no it's, it's a know? public world no but I mean obviously like but the fact that like the people don't even seem to be like aware of it anymore or something I, I i feel that there are certain points where people are definitely playing up to the camera but that at other points it's not and it's it's yeah kind but of like in something almost. like that as well it's it's the moments where you're getting at that if it is a moment that like a policeman is telling you that he has a warrant for your arrest mm. and you're trying to like break a picket and you're thinking yeah, about going yeah, out yeah, to yeah. shoot somebody yeah. the last thing that you're worrying <laughs> yeah. about is like oh somebody like he went out with like his gun just like brandishing not yeah. giving a shit that the camera was there or not it's yeah not... that's true and you know that he gave a shit before because in the first time that he yeah. shows well, up he's kind of, that's kind of what i, kind I mean where, where um like i think that like um initially they were yeah. preventing violence and then as it progressed people stopped caring and then almost her presence at all started inciting it so it was this sort of like double-edged thing of helping and not helping i suppose yeah but um i think just um going back to kind of the human moments i think one of my favorite scenes is um the scene where they go to new york to like wall yeah. street oh the cop. the cop oh the cop oh, oh my god he, he came out of like the the casting sheet for yeah. band of brothers i just imagined that him being an actor in so easy company great. or something like, and they're just chatting and it's so how much do you earn how much it's do you so human you're just watching it like i want to have a beer with these guys see, like see what i mean oh. that's exactly what i meant because that moment yeah. was like five minutes long yeah you don't need to come back to that character but for that moment, it felt like completely human because you were with them for long enough having that human interaction. Yeah, okay, okay. I know what you mean that. with the kind of vignette thing now. Yeah, yeah, that is true. 
because there's other parts but there's so much going on going yeah. on that even within like um like the big meetings and everything like yeah. i do love that quite extended sequence though whenever they're it's basically they're trying to re-rally everyone because they've gotten to the point where no one is showing up to the picket yeah. and it's a combination of they like, need the like the the gay union to come oh, in <laughs> oh, like, i thought about pride so much because oh. i think there's sort of an interesting thing as, as well like with the kind of like sort of like emasculate emasculation I think that's going yeah. on with these men and how like obviously like the women are very very strong it's not that like this makes them strong these women come out of the bat of like you know they've had really hard lives and they've had to fight for everything all the time and to raise their children and like that's every like, day their wait, husbands wait, wait. it's not raising kids is keeping fucking kids alive yeah, like you're living basically. in the in the mountains in the snow no central heating no water no electricity no no car it's minus 20 degrees or whatever the fuck is in the mountains there it's not like oh, i'm, I'm yeah. just raising my kids and dropping them uh, yeah, down well, the- no <laughs> like i mean you can you can see that in all their faces as well as that like you know every day and the fact that every day they send their husbands off to where at least one of them dies a day or every second day or something. I can't remember what the whole mind Yeah, one was. a day. But like that's in the whole United States. Oh yeah, but like, I mean, that was something that I was gonna, not great odds. Gonna come back to. Yeah. That it's, like again, I'm criticizing the movie, but I'm really nitpicking because I really liked it. But it's <laughs> just okay. because um, at the same time, it's like a movie, at the same time, you can't really criticize it because it's very unique how it was made at the time. It was like yeah, 70s is not really like documentary town. It's not like nowadays that you can release a documentary yeah. and make money this, out of like, that. You know, this this won the Oscar as well, which yeah. is quite like, well, obviously like it had, you know, it didn't win the film Oscar. It was still the documentary car- car- category, yeah. but you know, it, I think this got kind of a vaguely wide release as well. Like it was... And for the time, that's insane because yeah. no one went and saw documentaries. Like there was no. What's that? Oh no, I don't want to learn. Uh, but... <laughs> there was no Netflix. There was no. But for one, it's like coal mining. It's like who wants to do a profession that there's mm. so many songs that end with coal mining disaster. It's like, oh in oh, a year or something. Jesus Not only Christ. like the songs here, yeah. but like when you're doing a profession that both. Lou Kelly and the Bee Gees have a song about disaster in your industry about the different mines. Yeah, uh, New York mining disaster in 1944. Have you seen <laughs> my wife, Mr. Jones? Oh my God, that is even more. That's like was the, even the line, more uh, devastating than these say, really depressing like folk country songs. I won't be able to uh, sing it because like it's fucking Bee Gees, but I'll <laughs> say the lyric that it's like, "Have you seen my wife, Mr. Jones? Uh, do you believe that there's light in the outside? Uh, don't go talking; you'll create a landslide, Mr. Jones, <laughs> or something like that." But... I can't decide if it's insensitive for the Bee Gees to make a song about mining. <laughs> well, then again, I don't really know anything about. Yeah, that. but they were from Australia as well, like a yeah. backwater. Like I think they're from a mining town in Australia, actually. Uh, okay, so. are they singing about an American? In New York mining disaster, but like yeah. at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, they know I mean, what they're, they're very, talking they're about. They're very perhaps, comparable yeah. industries, although, like, what does the doctor say? Like, in the mid, like, early 70s, yeah, but that like, sounds like at that point, that <laughs> Australia and like, oh, he definitely says, mentions Australia, yeah, he said, uh, Australia solved the issue of the block long, but I'm like, uh, yeah, that <laughs> sounds like, uh, the UK has a UFO, it's kind of like, fucking, you know, the <laughs> yeah, if the, you're uh, interested in uh, any Australian history, I recommend you uh, look at uh, one of our other episodes, Awake and Fry. Um, <laughs> if you're I interested in masculine 
virginity, Australia. <laughs> mining? Do you think like Wake and Fright is like Yaba is a mining town? Do you think that those fuckers would have fucking come up with a cure for black lung? Like, I know. I think Doc could handle it. Oh, come on, even from if, his trailer. Even if the cure was like, oh, you take one aspirin, they wouldn't fucking even manage to do that. Like they're just like, oh, yeah, I took all of the aspirin uh, in one go. Uh, my <laughs> face is uh, dead now. <laughs> I don't have a face. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, but in the in the movie, like going back to Harlan County, USA, uh, quite a digression there. Is that like it does touch at one point and like this the the explosion in uh, Pennsylvania that mm. uh, I I don't know if it's that one but there's another disa- mining disaster that's the fucked up thing there's so many mining disasters that the mine caught on fire and when they sealed it the it's still on fire under the town yeah, like it was the whole underneath day. the whole town is yeah cold, but to so. this day like forty years later like the whole town is on fire underneath like you can't go there because. Like you touch the earth and it burns your hands because there's a fire underground. Yeah, it's like a, basically a furnace. But it's that's what I mean is that they made the, those figures, but uh, and one moment they say something fell on my head, uh, uh split yeah, my nose or whatever. About, yeah. But they don't really go into the like I've read quite a few books written by like even October Sky that it's like people that have been in mines and worked yeah. as miners, and they go really into detail how danger it is to actually like a day to day in the mine it's not only when bad shit happens it's just like that you're waiting for bad shit to happen kind of thing you know yeah and i think i think the movie doesn't really get that point across that well that every mm. time that you hammer something to the ceiling at the point, you don't know if the fucking roof is going to come down on you or not. There's no proper support. And I mean, I suppose they kind of make that kind of clear in just the like the very small amount of footage that you see of them in the mine where it's clearly hideously dangerous. Yeah, but like it's... It you, doesn't wanted really... it, you want it hammered home, not just the black lung. Yeah, because it's... That even if, like, just the lifts that you, you're going, like, they're not, they weren't safe at the time. Like, now they're, like, a little bit more. But then you just see fucking chili or whatever. The, anything bad happens. There's no, there's no fail safes in mining. Yeah. And uh, that's why nowadays they do even worse by fucking blowing the top of the mountain and just creating a slurp pit on top, which is oh yeah it's a bit sick. that's what fucking these mines that as well like the republicans are talking about oh the opening new ones again. that they're opening yeah well like it's not a mine it's like pretty much well, it's a surf- blow up it's surface mining is yeah that it's surface yeah. mining yeah which is it's like... clean coal yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coal, especially if it's in your is, lungs coal is fascinating and if you're if you're interested i think in uh maybe talk about that but now but um in uh <laughs> listeners in uh learning further about the uh modern uh situation with coal you should watch the um john oliver <laughs> um was it last week i think yeah two weeks ago too. it's not really it's, it's more kind of about donald trump's lies and the people who own the companies and how they're really actually just screwing over the people but, that work for them shockingly the enough same still story well yeah basically so but you know in 2017 something that really got me interested in mining as like both a social issue yeah. Uh, sense of disaster stuff. It's a, uh, and just recommend this is sideways from the movie, but because it's based on real events, just to show that things don't really change from place to place. Yeah. There was a, a, a mining disaster in Wales 
around the 50s, I'd say, oh. uh, that the whole mountain uh, slid out because they over dug underneath and because you have to fill it with water so it doesn't fill with gas. Yeah. And the entire slush just went and covered the entire town. Like it just went through houses and shit. Yeah. And there's like a ama- like obviously it's fucking horrific watching it, but a photographer I can't remember his name either, so big Google job. But uh, That's okay. <laughs> uh, a, it's quite like, specific. This amazing photographer went to like straight away he was nearby and he took he started taking like black and white pictures of the, the rescue attempts. Yeah. And it's just heartbreaking, but at the same time it humanizes really like what it appears like in this movie as just numbers like 78 people died or mm. whatever because it's it's a town so it's not just a when you hear of a mining disaster usually it's like underground and you don't see really yeah. the, the the carnage it can produce yeah you were gonna make a point about female people i just want to to female people yeah uh, female I, I crew think, members um... i just wanted to to get that in time so we uh yeah, but it's funny like whenever watching this and because like you almost forget that this is the seventies and like how prominent the women actually are in this. Like yeah. it, it's I mean they're they are given equal building to uh, like the male I keep saying characters, but I don't really know how else to say it. The men, the people, whatever. Um protagonists. A protagonist, yeah. So um the sheer power of these women is very, very affecting, I find. Like just that like how how much this is impacting them and how much their stories are given as much importance yeah. that this is affecting their lives as much as it affects the men and that how much they were willing to do to to like further the cause and ultimately like how much of an impact they actually had and like sadly an awful lot of the time when women have an impact on history it's never shown or no, what are you talking about? Women are always like <laughs> Or recorded or it's recorded but no one ever talks about it. It's never put into the into the like annals of history and the kind of like it's never within the legend. But uh yeah, and uh so I, I wonder like obviously like this is a female director, it's a very like female dominated crew as well, yeah. and like quite high levels of like production and everything. So um like that obviously in the seventies would have had a very like you know, you can draw a very clear line there. In a way I think the like the crew being uh female especially in the 70s is, is that they Probably were able to bed down a little bit more yeah. into the town that like if you have like a dude like a big camera dude like big fat guy there you know what i mean like stereotypical cameraman yeah yeah, yeah. like uh, well the cameraman with the is cap man. coming down well like there's uh three cinematographers yeah. uh there i think one of the main well i, I suppose three male cinematographers but mm. Like it's Still, she's obviously doing because obviously, like you're hearing her voice. She's doing a lot of the. Oh yeah, she it's... no, she's next to it all the time. She's yeah. producing and stuff. Like even when yeah, and when like they still... ask for her permit, it's like oh, I think I misplaced yeah, well, it. I think says I misplaced mine too. too. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, just like the little little moments of like just like outrageous sexism. Like whenever um one of the earlier press conferences and like um I can't remember which which member of the if it was like the um. What's the main guy of the um the corporation called? 
oh, what's his name? They keep chanting his name. I can't remember his name. But, um, and, you know. Dick Mike Dickhead. Yeah. And so, like, somebody asked him a question, like, you know, oh, how do you feel about the, you know, the influence of the women on this? And he's just like, you know, well, you know, I don't like to see the, uh, you know, I wouldn't like to think of American women, you know, I wouldn't like to think of my wife doing it, you know, basically, like, it's not very becoming of a woman to be out there picketing, you know? Yeah. And, like, even, like, the sheriff, um, what does he say? He, he calls her babe. I was just like, <laughs> like I have a gun hidden in between my tits, shit. <laughs> I'll only lose one of them. I've got the other one. <laughs> but I think that beyond the, the, the access thing is that like it's the good thing of like both male and female directors when done correctly that is the the people that are shown are given equal footing. Yeah. That is like this is a story both about men and women. Mm. And because like I think I'm Male director, perhaps, especially in the 70s, would have focused yeah. purely on the men. Yeah, like the women would have been there. But, but here there's a, a balance that is struck mm. that it makes the story. Because as well, if it was like only the women, it would have... It's not the story, the complete story either. No. Uh, uh, I think that that's uh, good. But I think that it's the weird balance is that the... the of what to show and what not to show because the yeah. shit about like the the crazy crazy shit about the old president of the United Miners Association yeah, or, that was a bit when insane. they're killing people and shit that they murdered like the family and they're like they did an in cold blood like yeah on oh yeah the there family. was news footage of that I forgot yeah and but, they're um, like getting like a copper to describe what, how they found yeah like, I. I I cried when the 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 son oh, the of the sons. guy the 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 son is like oh. my brother's gonna carry uh, my mom with her cousins I'm gonna carry uh, my sister with uh, with my mother my father's side cousins uh, my father even though we would like to yeah, to drag him to his finals because he respected yeah. them so much so sad Jesus Christ and I was like oh tear 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 this is what I need on a Monday night or Sorry. Like, this is what I need on a Monday night <laughs> you didn't have to watch it on a Monday night <laughs> well, I did but that's what we're recording today on the Tuesday but I was like yeah. let us just say that I, I, I made some onion soup <laughs> or, <laughs> or something like I got the mm. emotion in my eyes <laughs> Yeah. Like, get him away, please. That said, though, um, I, I like I think that the fact that they show the, the coffins and everything, but I do think that later on that um, when they're actually in the funeral home um, for the young guy, well, has to, yeah. I keep saying he's young, but I don't think he actually was young. I think his wife was just young. Well, like, he was but, in his um, 20s because even, uh, yeah, like, another yeah. guy is like, oh, why couldn't it be me to get yeah, killed? Yeah, yeah, because because I'm, I'm, like, yeah. pretty much done. That, uh, oh, I'm God. ready to check See, out. That, that whole speech and, like, that whole, where they're all really upset about it, like, in the meeting, I find that much more affecting than then whenever they're at the actual funeral and then whenever, like, his mother is, like, screaming yeah. and that felt, like, too invasive. It felt... Well, like the, the there's a moment earlier on when there she's at the funeral of uh the guy that was running for the union that yeah. uh, it shows from really far away them having to carry his uh, like some woman that passed out yeah but what I mean is that that gave enough like understanding of the yeah. situation without this, being this riding your head yeah this is like the right at the coffin and it just it felt very uncomfortable yeah like even even showing the bits of brain in the yeah, the ground were like a little much. bit much, like yeah. 
Even him in the hospital. And the problem is that the movie plays it as a footnote as well. That is the only real problem that I have in the movie. Mm. That he never becomes like a character. It does exactly what... uh, the, the yeah. people of the family uh, criticized. Okay, if he d- they didn't interview him before, maybe he wasn't an interesting character. But he was the person that died for it, even yeah. though everybody was ready to die for it. He was the person that died for it, and he was the like the final nail. Like Jesus, what a bad metaphor to use. <laughs> I could hear where you were going with it, and I was like, oh well. That is <laughs> too late now. <laughs> okay. He was the the drop the over spill the glass or whatever the fuck. And, uh, the drop that flooded the mine. Um, the got the contract, but like the union guy said, that it was like a combination of everything. Mm, but without one, one of them, it would yeah. have yeah, and that was one of the things. Yeah, and the thing is that the necessary. movie does the same as mm. they're afraid. They, they were like, oh, he's feel, gonna be a I think, yeah, They do it a bit, I think, with his wife, and also like. The, I think that's why that scene with um, where the there like and the guy's crying and the guy talks about like how like it should have should have been me you know should have been someone like me I'm I'm older you know I am on my way out like this poor young guy only starting his life you know they've got a young baby and everything like that felt more that you're getting a little bit more into the other like the young guy's character that kind of the, just through the impact of the other characters yeah. but the whole thing at the funeral yeah it felt a bit it's a bit. Like, even if it had, like, a short, like, scene that it's kind of, like, an obituary, like, a couple... Because, obviously, she, she has access to the family. Yeah. So, like, a couple of pictures of him to show, like, how he grew up or, mm. uh, like, even to say that, like, he f- he didn't finish school. He went on the mine at this age. He yeah, had been working for this long was, to, yeah. to go in. Yeah, just so it's more than just the name and somebody that left a 16-year-old wife with a kid whose life has to had to be extinguished to, for this contract to be achieved, you know? Yeah. Well, like, I, it made me really uh, uh, understand what Raylan says to Boyd. We used to dig coal together. <laughs> oh, my God, that relationship. So yeah, I'm bullcatting shit. But then you also realize how mu- how everything I justified is shot in Northern California. Oh my god! Even whenever they're in like the hollows, and you're yeah. just like, mm, not so much. And there, 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 there's not enough smell of death around here, <laughs> you know. That I don't know though. I think though that like. Um, justified is the kind of an interesting comparison here just in the kind of like obviously like you know it's the same area and everything and um even the fact that like the whole opiate thing is very prominent within yeah because everybody has fucking back pain and wrist pains or whatever those are the first ones to get like minors are given like left right hand and like every like up to their ears in oxycontin like Mm. in the 90s and shit like insane quantities like oh here's a bucket of the shit like even t- more so than the rest of the country <laughs> yeah take two a day and then like the fucking problem was what well, the, the way that they marketed a fucking piece of shit drug no, in the beginning yeah, not only that it's not addictive it's like kill pain with two pills a day one at eight in the morning one at eight at the evening the thing is that then like by the moment that you come at eight in the evening because the drug only lasted for eight hours not 12 hours you're already coming with fucking withdrawals and the pain is back so you become fully dependent on the fucking shit yeah and it's like oh yeah get them miners on them fucking oh, drugs oh no yeah. there's no mining drugs there's jobs left now i have even less money so now i'm yeah, gonna but, have to go for the heroin but, but it's kind of okay though because they're white you get like that's the other oh yeah i meant to bring up the whole like underlying racism thing in this yeah but like 
it's kind of cool that the miners really like yeah, it's, the, I think it's interesting that, that but you can tell that it's like the, the pro-union like liberal fuckers are like yeah. oh man you have to get more of your blacks out there you look weird out there <laughs> <Yeah>. by yourself <laughs> I, I kind of love that as well because like I am they're, weird <laughs> they're sort of like weirdly like pointing it out like the thing as well whenever um, they're talking about how when you come go in and at the, you know and you'd be cut different colours and you come out and you'd be the same colour well, because they did cut together literally yeah and it was like just that that oh, that will overcome anything like and that no matter what they were all in the union and that was more important than anything like it overcame well, like race it overcame well, you see, like, gender the, the difference between like soldiers in World War 2 and soldiers in Vietnam the, like uh, it's just like the thing of uh, living in close proximity with people that realizing uh, that they're just like you yeah like um what's your favorite thing in the movie orla um oh god jesus um probably a tie between i mean i love that scene with that cop so much it's just so it's something so perfect but then i think probably probably the women i think um just the way they're portrayed like they're complete unfiltered nature of them and like their strength and you know like this the you know like giving direction to kind of the campaign as yeah. well and like i think yeah definitely like what was your favorite thing? uh the grimy super 16 cinematography oh, God almighty. it looks like the thing that i was trying to describe what it is uh, have you ever read uh the in the i saw the angel in the cave book about like shit like it is like in the kentucky hills or yeah. whatever and to read that to me. That it won't stop raining mm. in He's the town. With rain in his. Yeah, but like it's that the town hasn't stopped raining for like ten years or something. Mm. Uh, but it's that thing because it's like the the rain levels and the humidity and also like in autumn where the most of the movie is set, you can mm. feel the like the vegetation decomposing because it is like after the the, the color in this is just in, like. Yeah, and it's after the leaves have fallen and everything, mm. you can feel that, like, the weird the autumn smell changing, of the yeah. rain. You know that horrible smell when there's a big rain after, like, a lot of leaf drops mm. and it just gets, like, stuck one on, the, on top of each other yeah. and that becomes kind of warm, so they start decomposing really <laughs> quickly. It's, like, the opposite of, like, grass in the summer after it rains. It just smells like... <laughs> you just want to just like do a pretty woman take off your shoes and walk in the grass with all your shoes on Ricardo's little there <laughs> he arched his back and kind of looked at the ceiling it's my velociraptor pose <laughs> uh, what's your clever least favorite girls. thing <laughs> um, literally clever girls uh, <laughs> probably that that the way that the second funeral is dealt with um, I think it's just it's it's a little <sighs> unsubtle I don't think that like uh, there are elements of this movie that are subtle I think overall it's it's not massively subtle but that that scene just it goes too far for me and I think that how they dealt with the previous funeral was much more like it had more impact because yeah. it was more like you know they took a step back from it more detached almost I think that I, I agree with you as it being the, my least favorite thing yeah but I, I don't think that the problem is not being not subtle enough let's say I think that the the problem is that it doesn't serve the film on it being not subtle because like if, if she had made a point, if she had made a, a, a like if she built up a point, yeah, like even let's say of showing the character before that scene, like we discussed a bit, mm. 
yeah. it wouldn't feel so using because then it's like this is the grief that happens mm. but because it's just using that to show this is the grief that happens but it doesn't matter who is in the coffin really you know yeah so i think that it, that's why i felt kind of uncomfortable because it's using the guy instead of telling using telling him as story. part of the story yeah um because otherwise i wouldn't have a, I, I still wouldn't have used it myself yeah but i wouldn't have such a big problem with the with the yeah if we knew if he was more of a yeah, yeah presence yeah so that's uh, Harlan County, USA. Uh, uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, I recommend watching it because it's very good. But uh, I get a box of tissues. Um, yeah, like I, it's not that this is a, like a horrific watch. Yeah. I mean, it's there are mo- there are a lot of moments of humor in it as well, and like the characters are, I think, really like they really do carry you through, and um, it's also just really interesting. Yeah. But I would recommend that you may possibly need subtitles because there are points at which the sound is not great. And they're speaking quite low. They're speaking very quickly yes. and with quite strong accents. Well, like the so, accents, I didn't have a problem with. It's just the sound quality. Points, at some point, yeah. like uh, in my house, somebody had to come in and go, like, "Oh, you're listening to it too loud," and I was like, mm. "I can't listen otherwise." <laughs> I know, yeah. Just the feedback noise, otherwise. Uh, just a final point: the the part that nearly brought me the second time is when the the old workers come back to the mines to work back after everything is said and done oh, and she's guy. like and she's like oh how does it feel to go back to work it's like don't give a shit because i didn't win anything i could work for another 20 and years and i make 50 dollars like, you know oh like you know she say oh have a safe day it's like oh try always try and just have a go. safe day like it's so depressing <laughs> jesus anyways um where can they find us orla uh well before we we get to that uh next week's film is uh we have another special episode for you because we do spoil you we spoil you because you're all so super lucky uh we have the uh marvelous claire gleason uh friend of the pod is coming on next week to talk about what film ricardo uh i believe it's the handmaiden yes uh recent enough release so um Uh, yeah, good director so, so uh, yeah we're very much looking forward to that so uh, we've both been keeping it not watching it just yeah, for her so right just uh, <laughs> for fucking ages for fucking uh, ages <laughs> uh, so they can find us on uh, Facebook at The Recommendation Game on Twitter at The Rec Game you can email us at game at gmail.com you can also find us on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud and on Dublin Digital Radio every week um, on Mondays from 11 to 12 and also uh, check out the Dublin Digital Radio page and uh, click on Patreon if you're interested in supporting independent Irish radio. Like us. Like us. <laughs> uh, so I was Orla McNeilis. And I was Ricardo Deacon. Thanks for listening. See you next week.